Welcome to Occasionally Posh, where we enjoy life, laughs, and shenanigans. I'm your girl, Chastity B. And I'm Sunshine. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in for another episode this week. We superly duperly appreciate it. Um, thanks to our new followers and subscribers that we got. Um, please, please, please make sure you share, share, share. So um, this episode this week is going to be super serious, but we still have to start it off with a foreplay. So quick, Chastity, you go first. Quissy. All right. So because everybody in the world right now, well, in the United States on the East Coast, is in the midst of a snowstorm or ice storm, mm-hmm. and then we're supposed to be getting hit some, I think, over in the night. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have your power off during the winter or during the summer months? During the winter. I rather, I know I don't like to be cold. I really don't, but I'd rather be cold than hot. <laughs> I, I, with cold, at least I can put on about 20 blankets. When you hot, right. you just hot. <laughs> right, just miserable, sweating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, can't. I think I would rather, it, yeah, whenever it's cold. Although I know the people in Texas, y'all are freezing. Are, Right. freezing and i couldn't imagine but mm-hmm. yeah i think i would rather choose the cold than the hot because i got asthma. yeah yeah at least if you cold you can cover up bundle up get next to a body and go to sleep good when i'm hot i can't sleep i can't concentrate i can't eat i can't do nothing when i get too hot <laughs> <laughs> can't faint and then mm-hmm. you can't you ain't even got no ice well they could go out and get bags of ice but more than likely you probably ain't got no ice so you can't drink cold water to get to cool you down mm-hmm. and mm. if you off too long the fridge don't melt everything you got anyway mm. at least if it's cold if you keep the fridge closed good enough and you ain't swinging it open and closed it'll last a little bit <laughs> the thing is i'm gonna be opening and closing because i'll be hungry <laughs> you better get you some room snacks or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the sad thing is, I don't even eat like that, like on a normal basis. But for some reason, whenever it's Lord. like a snowstorm or something, mm. I am eating like I ain't ate in years. Right, right. <laughs> that's just being at home and not having enough to think about. Because during that's why so many people don't gain weight over COVID. Because <laughs> even though you're not just sitting here stagnant, you still at home right thinking about thinking about doing nothing (laughs) this is true this is very true (laughs) well mine is kind of related to the topic but not really but kind of but not really um but would you rather be the person who flips the switch during the execution or be the judge who decides who should be executed (laughs) Mm, you're deep, ain't it? Hell yeah. Why would you do something like that? Why would it be yeah. deep? I, I, okay, so I'm going to say flip the switch because at least I'm not the person that made the decision. And even though neither one is going to sit right with my conscience. <laughs> right. Flipping the switch will make me feel a little bit better. God, I got a tear in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather be the judge. I feel like if I was the judge, at least I would know 
that the reason why this person is getting executed is valid. Do that make sense? Like if yeah. you just flipping the switch, you might be flipping it on an innocent person. Like in my mind, I'm like, are they really guilty? But at least yeah. I would hope if I was a judge, I would be doing it because they actually deserved it. Yeah. Do that make sense? Not, not with this <laughs> system that we got. Hey, I'm just <laughs> not saying that i was just gonna be an awesome judge and i'm always getting right i'm not saying that i'm just saying there are some cases where i feel like execution might be the answer hey it's a lot of cases where i'd be like they really <laughs> just go ahead and kill them right so yeah i think if i was a judge i would feel a little bit better about it. if you did if you don't want just flipping the switch you just doing what you told that's why slavery kept going this is true so you i ain't gonna say you it was kept going because it was told but you know what i'm saying people did because that was what you were supposed to do (laughs) even though they may not agreed with it (laughs) yeah that's true hey it's different views y'all tell us what y'all think what would you rather be would you rather be Be on my side be on my side (laughs) be on the right side well it ain't really a right side because everybody have a way to feel reason of everybody deserve to feel the way they feel but right but tell us what you think (laughs) yes all right so for our topic segment this week we really wanted to dive into uh i guess you would call it race racial injustice is that the te- is that the right way to describe it? Anywho, yeah, yeah. whatever you describe it, um, we wanted to dive in and speak about the movie American Skin. I don't know if you have watched it. If you have not, stop this podcast. Go watch it. Come back if you have, because this is going to be spoiler alert. All right, if you have watched it, just dive in with us and. And, and 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 talk about it and comment below or whatever the case may be you can find us video on facebook or youtube if you're listening via the podcast platform anywho so american skin um it is a 2019 american drama film that was actually written directed and he acted in it by nate parker so originally when I watched this, I just see, you know how you just see the credits, but you don't really pay attention to the credits. Mm-hmm. I seen Spike Lee, so I just assumed Spike Lee did it. But I as I dived, but as I yeah. right, right. But as I dived into it, I learned that Nate Parker actually directed it and wrote it, and he was the main character in it. Um, Spike Lee just backed him in it because he believed in what he was the message he was trying to push out. But anywho, is it stars Nate Parker? It stars Omari Hardwick, which everybody knows from uh Ghost. Powell. I'm Powell, yeah. I had to think about it because I don't watch it. <laughs> don't judge me. Um, <laughs> um, it just it um also had Theo Rossi in it, which a lot of people don't know that name, but if you've seen him, you would know exactly who he is because he played the same kind of role in every movie he in, in my opinion. <laughs> but he was the cop that was like telling them they ain't had no right to do the the whatever. Anywho, and it follows a Marine veteran who works at a school in a prestigious white uh, neighborhood. Uh, And he kind of takes matters into his own hands after the cops killed his son. So one night after picking his son up from a friend's house in a nice, all mostly white, I ain't gonna say all white, mostly white neighborhood, um, they are pulled over um, um, in what they call a police traffic stop because they said they were speeding. Um, and then the boy was shot and killed in front of his dad. Um, so a young guy waiting to uh, shoot a documentary starts the journey by uh, getting the story 
but did not know what he got himself into. <laughs> um, the cop who shot the son was clear was cleared of wrongdoing, so that means he went to the pre-trials of whatever they need to do to say this needs to go to court. And of course, well, I ain't gonna say of course, but what happens most of the time, he was cleared. Um, so everyone in the community was super upset. They started riding. Um, the cop um the cop i'm sorry the captain i don't know what's wrong with me y'all the captain um who was black himself had stopped by the house and asked mom to get on the news and tell him to stop uh riding which a lot of people had stuff to say about that uh omar tells lincoln while sitting there watching the news is the first thing the police do is grab the mother and tell them to ask for a peaceful protest which is we're gonna dive into that a little bit later but we wonder why that's always the case um, so Jefferson is forced to take matters into his own hands after watching. Lincoln goes to the police, police captain's house and take him away to the precinct as a hostage with the film crew in the car. He proceeds to take over the police station and hold it hostage, attempting a makeshift trial for the death of his son against the officer. The trial sees a lot of argument and discussion regarding racial relation issues ends with the and then it ends with the officer admitting that he pulled him over because of the fact that they were black in an influential neighborhood after midnight so he said he shot the um child because he was scared for his life and that was what he was taught to do so the jury had trouble coming to a decision but ultimately decided that he was guilty the dad pulled his gun and in a very emotional scene did not shoot him so he went pulled the trigger and it was empty so pretty much the point where he was trying to prove was that um is what the movie said what the movie showed he was just trying to prove a point he wasn't there to actually kill him he was just trying to prove that the injustice was done to his son the movie ended with the cop trying to walk him out so the cop learned said he learned his lesson was trying to walk out side by side with him, said, don't shoot, he's unarmed, he's walking out, and the police shot him anyway. So that's just a synopsis of the movie. Um, I got notes here, but I'll let you go first, Chastity. Um, how you feel? <laughs> uh, it was a lot um, to take in. I tried to put myself in like everybody's shoes whenever um, each person was talking, like even the inmates, whenever they was doing the trial and the other police officers and everything. And to try to try to understand where they was coming from. Right. Like some of the things that the police officers were saying, I kind of was like, if I was in that situation, like, would I handle it like that? I want right. to say I wouldn't, but would I? right i mean you know at the end of like one part he said i'm trying to go back home to my kids as well to my home to right. my family and i was like yeah i mean at the end of the day that's what everybody is trying to do is to go back home to their family right. so i'm not gonna say i understand cops i feel like there needs to be better training with cops mm -hmm. especially whenever it comes to dealing with the black community um and there was a whole lot of things that they said in the movie that kind of made me mad. <laughs> but um, one thing that I saw that was interesting that a lot of people probably wouldn't pick up on is the other cop um, that it, that was also Hispanic. 
but he portrayed himself as white. And the whole time I kept looking at it, I was like, I promise you he's Hispanic. And then whenever um, the inmates started talking to him in Spanish and he understood it, I was like, there you go. Mm-hmm. And, but the crazy thing is the Hispanics, they see a lot of that here as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the stuff that they deal with as well. Right, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, um, the first thing that, that popped out in my mind in the movie is when the little boy, he had just started going to the the white, the mostly white school. And that scene where he was telling his friend that, yeah, you can resist arrest. If you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have to be arrested. And and just that whole scene was just emotional for me because it is, it may be true in some states that you can't resist arrest. But no matter where you are, that's not an option for the black community. Right. And that's what the dad was trying to um, tell his son. And his son was just so oblivious to it. Like, I, no, they said you can resist it. You can resist it. So I almost was like, why are y'all teaching it when you know that's not true? Because they like just because it's written don't mean that it. I mean, it's a lot of laws out there that's written that we don't follow. <laughs> but, right. But it's a lot of. I mean, like, if you think about it and you look back at, like, just videos of white people getting arrested or getting pulled over, they are very aggressive a lot of times, mm-hmm. way more aggressive than Black people typically mm-hmm. are, and mm-hmm. they get away with it. They they get to go, I ain't gonna say they get away with it, but they still get to go back home to their family. Right, right. Even that video yeah. we showed not that long ago when the guy drove off, like, right. wouldn't let the window down whatever it was and he just drove off he got arrested later yes but let that have been a black person just be real right it wouldn't even have got that far no no so yeah i was really interested in um whether you could resist arrest or not so i just wanted to do i'm a research person you can ask my husband if i (laughs) if i I just googled all day long um but i learned that it it may be a law that kind of protects you from being arrested unlawfully but it's different in most states so you really have to hone in and learn whatever the rules are in your state. Um, do you want me to pause? No, I'm good. Okay. So I live in North Carolina because that's where we live because this is what I need to know. Um, <laughs> but in conclusion, what I got out of my research is that pretty much the answer is no. You are not allowed to resist arrest. So resist arrest is a class two misdemeanor. So that means it is a crime. You can go to jail for up to three months, even if you resist arrest for a crime that they would say you are not guilty for. So they can sit here and say, no, you didn't steal this. You didn't kill this person, whatever the case may be. They could be like, all right, no, you wasn't guilty, but you still resisted arrest, which is a crime. Right. Which I thought was kind of interesting because if you didn't do the crime in the first place, you would think maybe i do time right they're gonna try to get you anyway (laughs) so also what i thought was interesting is that there are more forms of resisting arrest than you would think so most people think we use this arrest they mean you just won't let them handcuff you or you fight them or whatever the case may be but you can actually in a lot of states be considered resisting arrest if you question an officer if you give them false information if you refuse to take a ticket like a speeding ticket that they're trying to give you and if you just verbally abuse them all of that is considered resisting arrest so how is getting a ticket if you don't take like this <laughs> i feel like these some of these rules came out down the line like oh this happened we need to cover ourselves let's add right. it. <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> but yeah, that's all of that is considered resisting arrest. So that you can fight being unlawfully arrested, but the best way to do it is just to go along with it and improve it down the road, which a lot of people don't feel like doing. They feel like if I ain't do nothing, I shouldn't be arrested. I shouldn't have to go through being fingerprinted and and you know being on the news or the little jail arrest feed or whatever it is Mm -hmm. but that's the best way to fight it and then you hire a lawyer and go to court and you know keep your facts straight so on and so forth so um consequences for resisting arrest and of course is jail time a fine probation community service or all of the above they can give you all of the above for what they call resisting arrest so the only thing you are required to do is not resist when you're getting arrested and to show proper identification so you don't have to talk to them you don't have to say anything just be quiet and go on you might need to talk to let them know that you're reaching in your pocket (laughs) this is true this is true but even a lot of black when you see these black videos a lot of them are doing that and some of them still getting shot Mm mm-hmm which is kind of, I mean, it shows that in that movie, he's like, he's just on his phone. He's 14 right. years old. He's not doing anything. He's just 14. And you shot him because he didn't let his phone down? Child, I was, so the part whenever he finally admitted that, you know, yeah, he pulled him over because he was racially profiling um, because they was in that neighborhood at that time of the night. Mm-hmm. All I could think about, I think I spoke on this one time before, is whenever me, my sister, and one of our friends, we we were out. We weren't supposed to be where we was at. Our parents told us to stay in town. We went out of town being grown. Mm-hmm. And we was on our way um, back home and missed the exit. And so he turned into a neighborhood. And it was, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the neighborhood like went all the way around. So we went in one entrance and came out the other entrance or whatever. So whenever we come out to get back on the exit, we got pulled over. At the time, we're young. I want to say we was like 16, 15, 16, 17, around the age. And um, the police officer pulled us over. And he was like, y'all don't belong in this neighborhood. And, you know, at the time, we didn't think anything of it because, I mean, we didn't belong in the neighborhood. (laughs) It was turning around. But now, like, more and more, the older I get, the more I think back to that situation, like we wasn't speeding. The only thing we were doing was turning around. People miss their turns all the time. People miss their exits all the time. They turn around. There was really no probable cause to pull us over at all whatsoever. And it was just racism. Yep. 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 So one point that, that one of the people in the movie, man, I think it was one of the jury jury members or whatnot he said um, something about why is it the, the fact that blacks have to hush when things like this happen, but white people can pretty much do whatever, retaliate however they please, and they still living. So the do you, do you, <laughs> I was going to say, do you think that's the case? <laughs> I know you I do. Feel like it, <laughs> I feel like it is the case. I, I, I feel like over the years, black people have started standing up more for their self um and we have the riots and all this kind of stuff I don't necessarily agree with everything that goes on with the riots and the looting and all that kind of stuff but I understand like we do need to speak up because white people they speak up for themselves and all Mm -hmm. these years we've been quiet and just be quiet and respect the police they won't hurt you but they keep hurting us right 
Right. So, and I, I do think that as soon as black people stand up for themselves, or uh, as soon as we stand up for ourselves, we're looked at as being angry or playing, playing, playing the blame game and all this kind of stuff. But no, like y'all are doing wrong a lot of the times. Right. 90% of the times y'all are doing wrong. And even if the black person is wrong for whatever they might have, they might have drugs on them. They might, right. but you still went about it the wrong way and right. handled it the wrong way. Right. At the exactly. end of the day. And that was one of the points that the one of the, the really educated jury, uh, juries was kept saying, but he was like, y'all don't treat the Holocaust, you know, a certain way. Y'all don't treat women's rights the same way. Y'all don't treat so on and so forth but I think the comment was made about slavery and how that started the oppression and that started the view of black communities and the cop tried to just brush it off and say that happened a hundred years ago that don't matter now um but holocaust happened how many years a lot of us weren't living in but we still right. treat it as what it was and what it is and why that and how that affected the world right so it is true that that, that things that happen to our communities are just so belittled they either belittled or if that's the right word, don't judge me. Or, or it's our fault. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And whenever they said the whole Holocaust thing, I was like, that's right. But then I mm -hmm. thought about it. Who was affected the most? It was Caucasian descendants. Like it wasn't right. black people that was affected by it. That's why they don't look at it like that. Right, right. You right, you right. So another thing that had came up was black on black crime. So it's a stigma out there that mm, don't get um, me started, child. <laughs> it's a stigma out there that most of the murders are black in the world, and most of it is because we kill each other and that we're the dangerous ones. Um, but I but I I did some research on that because I know there is a lot more. You know, when it comes to murders, there are a lot of black murders. I'm not sitting there denying that. Um, but they say the statistic is that most same race on race crime is for every race. So when white, when all the white people are dying, it's because mostly white people are killing them. When black people are dying, well, when Mexicans are dying, it's mostly Mexicans killing them. So it's amazing how they can point out <laughs> that, that is that right mostly there. black on black crime. Mm. Child, that's just their way of making themselves feel better about themselves. There's no such thing as black on black crime. There's no such thing as white on white crime. Black on black crime, if, if that's what you want to call it, it's a product of your environment. Most right. black people are around black people. Right. So that's probably who they're going to kill if they angry or mad at somebody. White people, they typically kill their wives and their children or strange oh. kids that, that, that picked on them. You know, so... She went there. She went there. All right. You know, <laughs> so it pisses me off whenever they... The, their rebuttal is always black on black crime but then half of the stuff that half of the mass murderers and big time murder things that didn't happen in this world white people oh white people but then mm -hmm. they want to blame it on mental illness oh he has a mental illness or yeah. child i'm so over it. but as soon as a black person go out and do the exact same thing oh 22 year old bobby johnson um, son of crackhead um, Johnny Johnson and right. <laughs> prostitute who, mom who prostituted 12 years ago but still right. crazy yeah. right and they, yeah, they want to yeah. blame it on that and they want to bring all that stuff up but then for the white people they want to say um, 
you know, he he got bipolar, schizophrenia. He mm-hmm. was upset because he lost his job or people was bullying him or somebody stepped on his toe and didn't say sorry. Fuck you. Mm. All right. Sorry. She went there. I'm mad. So, <laughs> so <laughs> when they said that... <laughs> right. So when they said that, I was thinking the only statistic that matters is when it comes to cops. And I researched that as well. And it says Black Americans are nearly three times more likely to die from police than white Americans with nearly one and a half times more likely to be unarmed when they're shot or killed. That's the statistic that matters. Not all the rest of this Black on Black or y'all y'all make me feel afraid or y'all, none of that. I don't want to hear that. If you're going to be a cop, you're supposed to be trained to be able to handle all in any situations. Now, no, I'm not taking away the fact that you might be afraid. I'm not saying that you're not allowed to be afraid. But why is it the first instinct to shoot someone? And why is it that you're just afraid afraid of Black people that you don't know if they're armed? But I've seen where a person got out the car waving a machete at officers that... Mm -hmm got away i mean i'm not got away but you know he was peacefully handcuffed and right. put in the car or whatever he had a machete y'all right. wasn't scared of that right like right. it it, it, it yeah. doesn't make sense it doesn't it doesn't at all so what needs to happen do they need to be psychologically trained to be better is there does that need need to be a better process to get cops like is it too easy to become a cop like what's the problem you know what? I don't know. I've never tried the process of being a cop to see, but I'm interested in trying. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know Just what I have to, to go see through. If I could get hired. Um, <laughs> In my um, mind, what as hard as it is to be a doctor, a lawyer, uh, whatever the case may be, it should be the same as a cop. Right. I ain't saying schooling. I ain't saying none of that. I'm just saying it should be as much work put into it. Or not, or if not more. <laughs> And there need to be something regularly in place, like regular psychological evals, regular counseling, something. Right. And I think that, um, you know, um, well, I don't know. They might have this test. I don't know. But you know how, like, have you ever put in an application for Walmart or something mm-hmm. like that? And they give mm-hmm. you, like, all these random mm-hmm. questions that you're just like, why am I going through all these questions that don't make yeah, sense? Like but it's like a psychological... Right, yeah. psychological, right. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, do they do that for cops? And then if they do, do they regularly do it? Yeah. Yeah. Just because somebody's one way when they start don't mean they're going to be that the way for the rest of their career. So, right. yeah. Especially through the stuff that cops go through. Right. Especially right yeah yeah i wanted that too that's why we want a cop to code on our podcast don't be don't be afraid <laughs> we're not me we, don't we're be scared i had a couple of friends that's doing good go for it go for it um so i wanted to play a little bit of this clip right before um you know i nate i don't know i can't remember his character name lincoln that was his character yeah, name lincoln. right um, he it was a really emotional scene where he was you know asking him about because the reason why they're saying that they pulled him over because they were speeding but they had no clocked speed meaning they didn't clock him so they just 
assumed it looked like or said he looked like he was speeding um and this is one emotional scene uh posted so let me share it but you were driving in that neighborhood and that crappy car was just vicious but then after 12 midnight who's driving around in that neighborhood after midnight people are coming home yes but most of the people driving around in that situation Bad people to do bad things. Right. So you profiled us. You are damn right I did. Like you, 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 you get pissed off. Your car gets broken into, right? You get pissed off. Your house gets burglarized. But how, how are we supposed to find those bad people if we're not pulling people over? The only way to find these bad people is by pulling them over. We pull them over, we see burglary tools, stolen mail, worse nine times out of ten. In that situation, something's up. Do you you want us you wanna be you wanna be safe? You wanna be kept safe, we keep you safe. That's the cost. And there it is. So if the officers didn't profile that man and his son, that man and his son make it home at night. And could Johnny Jefferson might be alive today. But yeah, at the only way we would have found, the only way we found that information out in this movie because they did what they did. Otherwise, that never would have came out that they was pro. That, um, quit looking at my video. I know it's delayed. <laughs> <laughs> AIM, I'm like. <laughs> I can see it in your face. Sorry, y'all. I don't know what's going on with my my video. Um, but yeah, the only reason why that came out is because emotions got high and this all happened and whatever the case may be. But he admitted that they really didn't know the speed. They profiled him. He should have not have been in the neighborhood in that raggedy tail car, according to his words. And they profiled him. How'd that make you feel? Oh. <sighs> Like I said, that happened to me. And Hello, listeners. Wanted to take a second to tell you about Sale Dress. Sale Dress is an international online fashion clothing store who mainly focuses on providing women's apparel and accessories at competitive prices. So go to www.saledress.com to find that perfect look. And guess what? With the promo code OP20, you get 10% off. Yes, that's 10% off your full order. Thank you for listening to Occasionally Posh. Things could have went way different than it did. Um, yeah. And I think that the movie, even though there's something that I hope that never happens, that somebody takes over a precinct and does that. Um, but I feel like it was a good situation to put everybody in a room to talk. Yeah. and be able to get out their emotions and I think like you know at the end he had a better understanding and yeah. I, I'm hoping that he felt wrong I mean I know it ain't a real story it ain't based on right. a true story but right. um you know like I want to hope like he learned his lesson he felt bad about what he done and maybe if he is able to keep his job the next time he won't profile anybody like that but what he said the part about you know like they're supposed to keep 
us say keep people from breaking in our cars and all that kind of stuff i understand that i applaud that but a lot of the times those type of people you could probably find them because i'm pretty sure their tags are probably wrong or they're probably they probably are speeding you know (laughs) right um i'm pretty sure they probably mess up a lot more than how i'm trying to think of my words i'm pretty sure it's probably easier to find them than it is to find these innocent people that y'all just pulling over because you right Uh, yeah unfortunately i mean i ain't gonna say unfortunately but we should wait till people commit crimes to prosecute them for committing a crime but now just because they look like they gonna do a crime we gotta stop them (laughs) right which the dad made a point of saying we wasn't even speeding we came to a uh speed bump so i know we wasn't speeding he said speed bumps (laughs) that was 20 feet apart so that means there's no way (laughs) ain't no way that thing would have been that little humble would have made it i done went over a speed bump faster that right now 15 miles per hour and I'm in the like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you trying to tell they go 45, 50? Right. And then they, they didn't even remember the uh, speed limit. It wasn't even documented or nothing. Right. So that was one of the things that the jury members asked. So now you could just stop people if you think they speed and they was like, they, they can go by their intuition, which I don't which, think is right. Child, when I heard that, I was like, hmm. Wonder was I speed in some of those times? I probably did. <laughs> but <laughs> she probably was. <laughs> Don't come for me in my leg foot. But I mean, you know, that kind of made me wonder. Like seriously, like where did they really clock you? They just put a number on the paper, right? Yeah, make you wonder, don't it? Mm. But yeah, oh, they need to stop. They need to change that law where you can just go by your now intuition. If you feel like you' about to get killed, then maybe, but. You seen a car down the road and you, oh, they speed. Come on now. How is that that feasible? I don't get it. I mean, mean, sometimes, sometimes you can actually tell somebody is speeding, but. But when you sit and still, it look like everybody's speeding. Have you ever been on a highway and you ain't going but 50 and somebody fly by you? Did they, did they going that fast? You just going slow. Like, (laughs) Now, if y'all both going at the same, y'all both from lane to lane and they fly, you know, and you going about the good speed limit, yeah. But if you sitting still, way down there on the corner, of course it go a little, I mean, come on. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, so, That's why the another, truth came out. Um, The part whenever they talked about, um, they always go to the mama to try to yeah. get peace. Mm-hmm. And, um, I actually heard somebody's, oh, I can't remember who it was. Anyway, they was talking about this and they were saying, you know, did he, they was asking Nate Park or something. Gosh, this is why I need to start writing stuff down. But anyway, do you feel like, for Christmas. huh? Let me get you one of them little note recorders for Christmas. Right. Um, do you think that they always do that? I really don't know. I can't answer that because I don't watch the news. So mm-hmm. I can't really say and I, I hear that it happens a lot. But I personally can't say that. <laughs> I, I think that it happens a lot. And I think that they target the moms because 
I don't know how to word it right. I guess the moms, mom, women are typically more calmer than men are. Right. <clears throat> and most of the time, the woman is probably taking it harder than the man is. I ain't going to say that. The man is taking it just as hard. I guess the woman, more you emotion. can physically see it more right. than you can physically see it with the man. Um, so I do think that they target the, the moms to be the person that come out to say, you know, calm down and all this kind of stuff. But then I also went back in my mind and I was like, if I was in that situation, would I want everybody tearing up everything while I'm trying to grieve for my child? Right. You know, like I, I probably would. I, I'm Me saying it right now, I probably would burn the shit down, burn everything right. down because I'm mad. But is that something like, do I want to look at the TV and be like, they're doing all of this because of my child. And then they are even more dehumanizing my child on the news because of everything else that's going Everybody on. Everybody else doing right. And they, they ain't going to take it serious. Right. I think they do it because women are more reasonable. So me, I'm people probably going to judge me about saying this, but I would probably get on the TV and tell people don't do that. There's no point of y'all losing y'all life or y'all going to prison for doing something that's not going to change anything. That's only worsening it. It's not making it any better. They're not going to be like, oh, they're burning out my store. I got to stop killing black people. Like it ain't fixing nothing, (laughs) you know? So there's no point of more kids dying, more people dying, make the black community looking worse than they already do to have. Now, if you was going to do all that and a change would come, then that'd be different. But how many times does that happen? Well, I think some changes has somewhat came, even if it's, Mm minimum baby steps i feel like must be in the womb baby still (laughs) (laughs) no some things have changed over the the past couple of years you know you think about like all these people they get on social media and they make racist remarks and they lose their jobs this is something that probably wouldn't have happened 10 years ago and it probably wouldn't have happened had had we not been doing the things that we've been doing Right. You know, so there are little things that are changing. It just seems like it's taking too long. Um, yeah. We're going to be extinct for heaven. No, I'm joking, y'all, but it's for serious, seriously, though, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I do think that... I just feel like we got to find... I don't know what the way would be now. Now, now don't come for me, but it's got to be something else we can do other than that. <laughs> we need to start getting more educated get more people in offices voting more doing something i ain't saying yes. it either way it ain't gonna happen overnight but i just think we need to be a little bit more strategic about it i, I do agree with that um something that i always say is more important to, to vote local than it is to vote for your president your president mm-hmm. really ain't worth anything if you ain't got local people on your side right um and I know a lot of people, they, they don't do it. They don't think about doing it. But right. those are the people that you really need to get into office because hopefully if you if you can get people that want change into mm-hmm. office and then also get a president in office that mm-hmm. wants change, then there could probably be change. Right. But we have to have a collective of people standing mm-hmm. together with the same agenda. And right. it's kind of hard when people don't do their primary votes or they don't worry about <clears throat> they don't worry about their local voting or they don't even know who who's running 
Like you need right. to get out there, get to know your people, research on them, follow them on their social media, ask them questions. If you see them out and about, ask them a random question that you just want to answer to. Even if it's something that's like you in Walmart, you're like, hey, you know, how do you feel about such and such? It doesn't have to be something so big, but you caught them off guard. Mm-hmm. They can't have no um, memorized script down unless they right. really do it. But you know, yeah. like that right there is your time to see kind of like how how they really feel about the situation. Right, 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 right. I also want to figure out a way to how to get more of our young folks wanting these jobs to make change. Like a lot of these young folks now want to be gamers or basketball players, artists. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But how can we make it more appealing for them to be doctors and lawyers and cops? I've seen a lot of kids that want that type of stuff, but you want to know what hinders them? What? It's the people that's our age and older. Yeah. That's telling them not to do it. So it actually starts with us and older in order to fix the younger generation. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to call any names, but so whenever the whole George Floyd stuff happened, mm-hmm. one of the guys, well, a few of the guys in this area um, that had just graduated from high school had went and they was down there protesting and stuff holding up the signs mm-hmm. the mayor this is what I heard I don't know for sure but this is what I heard came back to me um, the mayor told them that they needed to stop doing that because they were really good football players or what or basketball players or whatever and it's going to be looked down upon for them going out there and doing that type of stuff one of Please the guys the parents didn't listen huh Please no no oh no honey the oh, parents okay. didn't listen. but one mm. of the guys he told them told him you know like i was black before i was a football player that part and i was like yes but the person <laughs> that was telling me that I, I the person that told me the story they wasn't necessarily on the child side they was more towards the mayor's side and I was uh, like, no, we wow. like what he said was a hundred percent bravo to you. Right. But this right here was also an older person that could have quickly told that person, you know, don't do that. Like mm-hmm. you gotta be better than that and all of that kind of stuff. But no, he was like, I was I'm black before I was right. a football player, and I'm gonna stand right. out here and do this. Right. And that came from a 17-year-old. Yeah, I know that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah 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 I definitely I definitely tell myself all the time that I'm gonna have to I need to try to implement more positive uh stories positive light on these type of jobs on city officials on whatever the case may be because mm-hmm. all we hear on the news is bad yeah. They need like a bad section and a good section. <laughs> like, right. That's why I don't watch it. I remember waking up every morning when I used to tell my grandma, that was the first thing on. And all you hear is who done got killed, who done got shot, who done got robbed, burnt down. Come on now. <laughs> and that's what happens on social media. What gets shared is the bad stuff. What gets shared yeah. is the police brutality. What gets shared is, that's what go, uh, uh, goes viral. Viral, thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> That's what goes viral. Now, I ain't saying no good stuff, dude, but most of the time it's always it's drama. Stuff. So why would people be interested in doing these things when that's the kind of light it gets? Well, um, because there are some good cops out there. It's some wonderful yeah. cops. Yeah, some Sorry, go ahead. cops out there. Some cute ones too. Hi, mm-hmm. call her. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let me stop. <laughs> but um, dang, I was about to say something. I forgot yeah, what I'm it was. Sorry. I had to finish that sentence. Then I know, but it was something <laughs> that didn't with that, and I can't remember what it was. But yeah, I agree. We do need to um see more positive elect election people. <laughs> My mind just went totally blank. I'm sorry. I messed up. My bad. I messed up. <laughs> but I think that right there just goes with um trying to get out there, trying to get like the people that that do want to make a change or have similar views. I'm not gonna say their views have to be everything that you want it to be, because everything that you want doesn't necessarily mean that it's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody that has similar views than you. <clears throat> go out, go to what do you call them town hall meetings people need yeah. to go to town hall meetings yeah they post them they post them on yeah. your local website they post them on facebook go to your town hall meetings right invite yeah. efi- officials to events that you got going on have right. them speak like there's so much thing there there's ways that we can do it we just have to be productive about it yeah and not give up you know, right. we we easy to give up now. I try. <laughs> it's amazing we'll give up on stuff that matters, but let somebody want to be a rapper. They'll do that for 10, 20 years. Girl, don't you come for <laughs> <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Tell me online. How long it's how long Jay-Z said he tried to be in the game before don't he you came? come for Beyonce's husband? We are I'm not. just saying we'll do that forever, but we'll try to be president three years and say, Well, I gave it a shot. Don't you use <laughs> Jay-Z as a as that's the only person I can think of. I don't be no shade. <laughs> no shade at all, but it was all the people I think There's other people. Jay-Z is successful <laughs> in what he does. The point was <laughs> she missed the point. The point was. <laughs> Let's continue to try. Let's continue to strive to make it better and not yeah. give up. It's not gonna happen tomorrow. Yeah, I promise that's true. So we need to that's figure out true. what it, we need to come together, figure out what our plan is as a community, and do it <laughs> by any means necessary. Right and positive. As a and then Let the people, positive. the black community, in the smaller the black people in the smaller communities that have pull and have power. Please stop kissing asses of people that wouldn't care if your child died tomorrow. Hold on. And try to come up with something so that everybody can help each other. And please stop being influenced by being, please don't let the majority influence the minority. What I mean by that is that one of the points that was made in the movie is that you are you trying to say that black people can be racist or show racism? And the guy was like, yeah. And they said, hell no, no. And I think that happens because there's way more white cops than it is black cops. So a lot mm-hmm. of times the black cops feel like I just got to shut up and do my job. Mm-hmm. And But that don't have to be the case. Speak up. Yeah. I agree. I know but it's hard. Ma- it's got to be i can't imagine because i mean i i'm guessing in some cities and in some areas if you do that you probably get killed yourself right so maybe that's why people don't do it and i can't sit here and say that i would if i was in that situation because i'm not but i will hope to god you should apply to be a police officer with me that's gonna be girl bye you think chris gonna let me go there (laughs) 
soon as I say one bullet came my way, I'm I'm done. You <laughs> like Chastity, where was you at when this happened? At the house? I saw him pull out that gun. I got in the car and went home. <laughs> he pulling with y'all. <laughs> Where's my backup? Where's my backup? You done? <laughs> you alright? <laughs> Yeah, bye. I ain't gonna pull nobody over for no tickets. People mm-hmm. was feeding by him, being there eating a taco, drinking my coffee. Why didn't you pull him? He wasn't going 30, 40 over. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. going like 20. He all right. Well, I wanted to show one more scene. I'm not going to show a whole bunch, but I wanted to show one more scene. And this is one of the emotional scenes that was done while the jury was trying to make their decision on whether he that the cop was guilty or not guilty and initially started really split like and unfortunately it was some of the white people was like no he made a mistake don't ruin his life and then it was other people like no he guilty so they asked the a, a couple of things happened where one of the juries was stupid and tried to get one of the cops and he got sent back to, to the jail or house whatever so the guy that played i think his name was jordan who was the one that was making the documentary ended up being in the jury and this scene was of his view of what happened in this get you get your kleenex ready i got it <laughs> i grew up middle class I actually have an uncle who was a cop and I believe a good man. So um, I've been a little um, conflicted. It's hard for me to believe that all cops are bad. Do I think that police have a dangerous job? Of course. Do I think that Officer Randall woke up that morning thinking about killing someone's kid. No. Can I say without a shadow of a doubt that race was the driving force around Kajani Jefferson being killed? I don't know. I look around this precinct and I see stickers and, and banners that say, back the blue and support our police. Things left over from the backlash of Kajani getting killed, but I haven't seen anything acknowledging that a kid lost his life. You know, a, a citizen who, who was expected to be a patriot. How can anyone who has this, this history of pain and poverty and subjugation be expected to be a patriot, proud to be an American, only to be shot down because of their American skin? And how can anyone patriotic ignore these killings and yet, and yet pride themselves on, on being a part of a great nation? Great nations aren't great because they oppress, but because they liberate. Not because they kill, but because they heal. Police and soldiers should be the gatekeepers of that truth and should protect it with their lives. Fuck, man, this fucking sucks. 
This really actually fucking sucks. It sucks. People are dying. Kids are dying. I don't want to hear another story of a black kid killed by a cop. You know, I don't want to hear how the cop did the right thing, no matter the circumstances. And I, I don't want to have to see another mother and father just grieving and, and powerless and pushed to the point where, where they're willing to give their own lives. So if it means us doing the right thing will make this man have to suffer, if it means us having to hold him accountable so that police everywhere would just take a beat before they m make his mistake, then so be it. Sorry, y'all. Get the big baby. I ain't want to cry on camera. <laughs> Ooh, I'm trying to tell her to suck it up. <laughs> but yeah, he he said that, and the jury came out of that, and they said he was guilty. So, I was shocked. I was like, "What?" Oh, I wasn't. As soon as he said what he said, I was like. That's it. That was the nail. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was it. I feel but yeah, I think uh, it needs to be more situations like that. It needs to be more situations where people can sit down and have like really open-ended conversations. Um, even even if they have different views and like not attack each other and just be able to talk. And I think if people were able to do that, right, it could be it. a better understanding. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people like that scene earlier with the cops saying, yes, of course I racial profiled you. I don't know if that would come out just sitting here talking about it. Right. You know, it should, we should better be honest because being honest is the only thing that's going to fix this, these problems. But that only came out because of the emotion of the situation that was right. occurring. Would that have came out? They were just sitting there talking about it. It's possible. I mean, it's possible that things can get emotional um, whenever you're just having a simple conversation. You you know, you just never know. Yeah, yeah. It just needs to be more opportunities where people that are on different sides of the fence can have conversations. Right. I, there's times that I've racially profiled other people, yeah. whether they're black or white. Right. You know. Uh, right. There's certain stores that I will not stop at by myself because I don't want to get harassed right. by a whole bunch of guys, you know? Right. So I, I feel like it, I, I profile people and I feel like it's something that everybody does. It's not right, but we do it. It's not, but, we need but it to, happens. Yeah, it, it happens. It needs to be a conversation and it's, I'm not going to say it's okay to race people. It's okay to want to feel safe. But it happens. I mean, some of it is just we was raised this way. It's our it's our natural instinct to be afraid of certain areas, situations, people, etc. Is it right? Probably not. But when when it happens in our head, we initially don't be like, "Oh, I'm gonna be racist." It's right. just <laughs> that's the that's the scenario, or whatever we grew up around. Right. Like what well, you know, black people quit to say that's the hood, and whenever you think of the hood, you think of drugs and prostitutes and 
I get on my husband all the time calling places the hood because sometimes it ain't the hood. But <laughs> but that, that's neither here nor there. But that's just what we know. That's what we was how we was raised. That's right. you know. And sometimes it's just a low income area or the houses are just not as nice, but we automatically think in our head, this area is not as safe. The schools is going to automatically be bad, which a lot of times they are, et cetera, et cetera. So, but that also has to deal with people not doing their senses. Like it's little things that are so important that people don't do that they mm-hmm. need to do to right. be able to get funds. If you do your senses, yeah then that right there lets them lets the government whoever know how many people is in that area how many mm-hmm. funds need to be allocated to the area people right. need to start doing you got to do the work in right. order for change you have to do the small things right you right i tell people that all the time i actually didn't start filling out the census myself till probably about five years five six years ago but then i learned you know how powerful it is i mean they can't i mean yes sometimes the government or the city or the county whoever can fix areas if they really wanted to i'm not saying that right but it's harder for them to not be able to do it it, or i guess i said it right if they don't have the information wrote down documented on paper so that's why she's saying the census is so important because that's showing them what these areas are like documented now of course they they got eyes they got ears right but if in the medical world what they say if it ain't documented it didn't happen it didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) they drilled that in you if you didn't document it right you that pill didn't get there (laughs) <laughs> whatever the case may be she said no <laughs> <laughs> right well right tear dropping out right here now I, I, I mean look i could he say it right over like but but yeah it's, it's definitely super important to advocate for yourself it's super important to do these things that the, they put out there for you and they they bet on you not feeling out that senses they be like oh they ain't gonna do it right so i ain't got fix nothing but it's something that's just so minor as that that could make a difference in your neighborhood that could get you better schools that could just get if you need more schools in your area it could possibly get you more schools in your area right. we, we have to start small in order to make change it's not going to happen overnight i mean we here we are a hundred years in and mm-hmm. a lot hasn't changed but a lot has changed right 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 so we gotta we gotta keep moving forward and do what we gotta do we also can can have the mind to better ourselves no matter what the obstacle is but that's a whole different conversation we're not gonna (coughs) we're gonna touch on that child we'll be here all night but i just hate (laughs) for people to be like i grew up in the hood that's all i know i hate that (laughs) but in the hood that's a whole other different conversation for a different day but the movie, like I said, the movie ended with, you know, him putting a gun to the cop's head and everybody in the room like, no, <laughs> like it's so emotional. Ooh, oh my I God. Was like, if we wasn't out of time, I would show that scene too, but you had to go watch it. So, but yeah, it ended up with him put, you know, if he made him FaceTime his wife and, ch- and child and pretty much say, I ain't coming home. And then he put a gun to his head, pulled the trigger and it was no bullets hallelujah um so he was just trying to prove a point the last point that i wanted to make about it and we got to be done talking way too long but the news oh honey 
at the end. Oh, he was just trying to commit suicide. Or he had a mental <laughs> illness. And then went on to do a basketball story like they just talked about somebody dropped their lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, oh my God, this is this is real life. Like that this happens. It happens. They just flew by like it was something small. Oh, he had to be mentally ill. No, his son was killed. Mm. Honey, I could not. That made me mad. I ain't gonna lie. And then I sit here and thought about it. And I'm like, the news is really like this. <laughs> it really, really is. We need to start a positive, not a positive news, but a news. We do. We need to start a positive news. No, because everything ain't positive. So people do need to know the negative. But there's but way more negative channels out there. So we need one good positive one. <laughs> but yeah, it should be half and half. Yeah. But it's more like 80-20. I don't even know if it's 80-20. It might be 90-10. You know, like... Even on Facebook, whenever, because um, I follow all the local news stations around this area, and whenever the news people put up something that's like a feel-good type of story, people are like, this ain't news. Why are you posting this? Like, this, yeah, this is the news stupid. station. They, people don't want to hear it. Well, they're they stupid. I don't want to hear negative. <laughs> Why are you catering them, not catering to me? <laughs> I'm not saying not be real, but I'm saying it's a lot of good cops out there. It's a lot of good teachers, a lot of good schools, a lot of good, you know, um, academically gifted kids. Mm-hmm. Don't let all, all the news be, especially about black people, be about either them getting killed, killing somebody, or playing basketball or football. That's all I know of <laughs> most of the time. Like, and don't let all the news be about a white cop killing a black kid either. It goes both ways. Like there is there are some good cops out there who goes into go go into black neighborhoods and give out gifts and books and talk to them and play with them and mentor them. It's cops like that, is it? But we don't hear about that. Mm-mm. If they get a if they get a segment, it's for 30 seconds. It's 30 seconds. Gone. And it probably was interrupted by commercial. Right. <laughs> so anywho, we've been talking way too long, but please, 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 please go check American Skin. It is amazing. Make sure you got the tissue ready and your stress ball and a drink if you can drink, unlike me. <laughs> get it ready. Um, so one thing I wanted to say about the movie is that it did get accolades for being the best film in the Venice Film Festival. It's got a fancy name in the Scafona. I don't know how you say it. Session of the Venice Film Festival. And it had became the first American film based on a theme of racial injustice to be awarded a prize. Oh. That's oh, nice. Nate Parker. I know that's right. It's your fine self. Oh, sorry. Go. <laughs> I slipped. I didn't mean that part. Uh, I mean, I did, but. Go, uh, go, go, please go check it out. And uh, I hope um, you enjoyed the segment. I know it was a lot more serious than we normally do, but we really felt passionate about Well, I feel passionate about it. I reminded her to watch it 25 times. Yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> I white people for two weeks. And she was like, watch it. <laughs> yeah. it but like I told well, in my opinion, it don't make you just mad at white people. It just make you mad at, like, like I said, the racial injustice in the, in the criminal system. Yeah. And yeah. just overall. Um, but anywho, please go. Um, so thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.